Hey, everyone. Thanks, as usual, for listening to our show. As usual, check out our Twitter, at Midcourt Madness, and check out our website if you feel like doing some good reading, midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, Biggs, there's so much going on right now. John, I am fired up. Yeah? There's a lot. There's Dino Gaudio trying to, uh, what's the term, extort? Uh, Chris Mack. Ruin? Uh, huh? Ruin? Ruin Chris Mack. Um, there's plenty of player movement. There's games, big games being announced. Yeah. For early season tournaments. Which is better than games on TV currently. Yeah. Let's get into it. Cool. All right, John. After that intro, which might have been our best intro of our podcasting careers. I'm so jacked right now. We've got winners and losers. Give me your winner. My winner, Biggs, is just college basketball fans everywhere. Do tell more. Okay. Um, I'm sure you saw this. It got announced. I think it's going to be sometime in December. Gonzaga versus Alabama. The football the football matchup? Alabama getting Gonzaga a... Gonzaga actually doesn't have a football team. Really? Yeah, it's weird. Do you think Gonzaga's basketball team could be a good football team? We're doing that. Put, put Chet Holmgren at, like, corner. Put him at tight end. And just lob, 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 it up, tight lob it up to him. Yeah. Why he, not? he couldn't block, though. No, that's true. He can't run. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, basketball, huh? College basketball in general is going to be fun this year. Because yeah. we have that game. We have – because think about the matchups. You have Chet Holmgren, who you just mentioned. You have Drew Timmy, who just announced that he's coming back. Yes. On the other side, you have Javon Quinterly, you have Keon Ellis, Jaden Shackelford. You know, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch. So in, in, in addition to that, they just announced a four-team field for an early early season tournament that includes North Carolina. Ding. Purdue. Ding. Villanova. Ding. Tennessee. Ah! And to think, to think that one of those teams has to lose two games in that little tournament. Yeah, what team is going to be lowest ranked if it's if it's early in the season? You assume somewhere in that like November, December before conference play starts. All those teams are going to be riding early season, preseason expectations. Like, who's could we have three teams ranked in the top ten? Uh, North Carolina might legitimately be the lowest ranked team. I was going to say, I, I, I think the lowest is either them or Tennessee. Who's the other one again? It's Purdue. Purdue. I think Purdue is the second. Purdue, best. Tennessee, Villanova is easily the top one. Oh in that, yeah, in that field. Yeah. Yeah, t- yeah, Tennessee, who knows off of last year, but I bet you they'll be ranked pretty high. I think they will, but I think it's between those two. For all all of them probably in the top 20. Ranked the lowest, yes. Right? I would say so. Wow. So, okay, college back, basketball back, fans. Back to the Gonzaga-Bama one, though. What do you think about that? I like it. I like it, too. Yeah. Okay. Do, do you have to say anything else? No. Okay. Thanks. Who's your big winner? My big winner, John, is college basketball fans. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were actually going to do this. <laughs> and, and here's why. <laughs> Some stuff that you didn't touch on. One thing that you did touch on that, that I think deserves a little more a little more talk. Drew Timmy returning to Gonzaga. Not only is that good for college basketball fans because Gonzaga is back, but college basketball fans need someone to hate. I was just about they to say. Need, they need everyone. We're living in this star-driven society, right? We need individuals to step up and stand out. Nobody, everyone gets bored by just the jerseys. There are college basketball fans who follow laundry, right? You've got your Kentucky fans, Duke fans. People who like just individual teams. Is that a saying? College basketball fans who follow laundry? No, but I think there are people will say, like, your fans just root for laundry. (laughs) I've never heard that, but okay. Oh, yeah, it's just the flags, you know? (laughs) They like uh, raising raising laundry, which 
I actually folded some laundry today. Good job. I'm sweating still, and it's awful, and I hate it. I just want to say, aren't you married? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't understand why I have to keep getting stuck with this stuff. <laughs> it's crazy to me. Where was I at? Okay, college basketball fans, though, there are there are fans in the in the annals of college basketball. Annals? We'll go with that. Anal, annals? Sure. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. Let's I think it is an, annals. I think no, I think you're using it right. Deep in college basketball's like DNA, there are fans who love individual teams and they don't care the players that are wearing the jerseys, right? But to the casual fan, I need I need a I need a player to root for, right? I need a star. I need an individual. And if you can't get that, the 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 best thing sometimes we've talked about this before. Negativity. I need someone that I can hate. I need someone to root against. Big bad Duke for people to root against. We need a team. College basketball is better when there is a big bad team that everyone's gunning for. Last year is boring. No, right because no, and everyone and everyone. There's said, no reason to when hate there's, on Duke when there's no individual team that is far and away better than everyone. What is the, always the 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 take that everyone has is everyone sucks. Everyone's bad because nobody is way better than anyone else. I I don't particularly feel this way, but but the next best thing is if you've got individual players that people can rally around hating together. Drew Timmy might be that guy. Do you think he does he stick to the must the claim with the mustache on his way back? Like, I sure hope so. Like what's his new thing? Does he come up with a new thing? Or does he just stick to the old shenanigans? He's gotta he's gotta raise the game, doesn't he? I mean Ch- you got Chet Holmgren on your team rocking a t-shirt with three faces of him on there. Who ends up being hated more? That's gonna be a competition. Yeah. That's building building your brand. You gotta be the more hated guy. Do you think they're trying to just be far and away the most hated front court? Do you think they're trying to be just dicks to their teammates in practice? Like, no, I'm gonna be the most hated guy here. Like no, they I'm actually not me, actually. Like Chet Holmgren actually blocks his own teammates' shots. Yeah. So that he can collect offensive rebounds. You gotta pad those stats. Especially if that new rule where the where you can what's the new rule that they want it, to implement where you can clean up when, stuff when stuff it comes the off the hoop, yes. Somebody he's just gonna be hanging around the rim just dunking everything, even if it's close. Yeah. I love it. Goodness. The other the other aspect of this college basketball fans thing, I think that we're that we're kind of missing. What's the the biggest news here lately is the NBA playoffs starting, right? The most exciting part of the NBA playoffs starting, and, and generally I'm not an NBA guy, but the play-in tournament was a massive success. We had the Lakers Warriors, which was a game everybody wanted. Mm-hmm. You know what's great about the play-in tournament? Single elimination. Mm-hmm. There's variance in that. It's exciting. It's game seven. The players actually look like they give a shit. People don't like the NBA, and a, lot, a big portion of them, it's because they don't care. Players don't look like they care. Why should I care? Right? That's right. They looked like they cared, and it was fun. Yeah. Look at this. The NBA, try, college basketball is trying to take all the NBA bullshit and turn it into the NBA. NBA is finding out single elimination, one-and-done stuff, March Madness style is pretty, pretty awesome. So what's the, I've heard rumors in the NBA about a mid-season tournament. What's the point of that? No idea. Okay. I can't figure. I can't figure it out for the you, life like, of me. Turn, tournaments are big, you know. Like, let's just say we're doing tournaments. Yeah, they they see the Adam Silver, the commissioner, really likes uh, the uh, he want he is a big European soccer guy, and European soccer does some sort of mid season tournament as well, where where these teams that are from other countries that just will never play each other. It's an opportunity to like college basketball with with these early season tournaments. Mm-hmm. North Carolina is not going to play Tennessee very often. Or right. Purdue very often. Villanova and Purdue, that's a well, random. Well, you may notice the four teams we mentioned from four different conferences. Yeah, so a lot of these teams won't play much. And that and that's what's fun about the early season in college. The NBA doesn't really have that because mm-hmm. even your Western Conference teams play all of your Eastern Conference teams. The only thing I could think of that might give that some juice, and, and I have given it very little thought, is maybe like the winner of that tournament gets like an automatic like 
five wins or something in the standings maybe. So it's like maybe if you're third in your conference and the number four team is like three and a half games ahead of you or something, well, if you won your midseason tournament, you jump them? I don't know. Does that Would that make sense? I don't, I I don't know. I don't know what the point of it is on beyond that. Either. I don't either. Just it's a money grab, of course, but I don't. I don't know why anyone would care. Yeah. Wouldn't everybody? All the stars just sit out anyway, because it's all they do in the regular season anyway. Yeah. Load management. Load management. Yes. Don't get that in college basketball, which is why no. it's better. Yeah. Let's get off the NBA. Anyway, losers. Pat forty. Oh. Is it forty? It's spelled F forty. Is it Ford or forty? It's F O R D E. Forty. Okay, it's forty. <sighs> which is what we're closing in on. No, we're not. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so. You may remember this. Um, he's a he's a guy who, after the first weekend of the tournaments, Texas Tech had already lost, West Virginia had already lost, Illinois had already lost. He sends out a tweet, and I quote: "Not saying this is a causal relationship, but the three coaches who seemed the least interested in wearing their masks this season were Brad Underwood, Bob Huggins, and Chris Beard. Gone, gone, gone." Just a stupid tweet. I've got just a few questions on this. One, I need to see the analytics and the work done. How do we know these are the three coaches like, that are least interested is in he, wearing their masks? Is he watching just the camera and be like, oh, he's oh, he took it off for five seconds. Then. I'm going to add that up. That's uh, five. Okay, we're up to like 10 minutes of total uh, game time here. So that's 10. Out of, is that what he's doing? Yeah, like in a 40-minute game, Bob Huggins is wearing his mask two and a half minutes. That means he, yeah, he's, he's 37 and a half minutes without his mask on. Is he, is he like crunching the numbers on this? I hope so. Like if you're going to come up with accusations. Because like if you that, are, you should probably stop doing that and start writing better columns. That's true. And you have a column that he came out with here recently. Yes, and that, so that's where I'm getting into next. Because okay. since our last show, he may have tweeted or put out this article a week, week and a half ago. And it goes back to the uh, Louisville stuff. You know, that basically ultimately led to Rick Patino being fired. There's uh, recruitment scandals. Was that the strippers one? Yep. And was it prostitutes too? They're like getting yeah, he had strippers th- and prostitutes for recruits on their visits, basically. Yeah, he had that. And then what was the kid? The Brian Bowen, who was uh, was one of the original kind of bag dropping things where, mm-hmm. where somebody was, was paying him and Patino didn't even really recruit him. And all of a sudden, ooh, five-star kid wants to play here. Shenanigans. And mm-hmm. decided he didn't care. But 40 really really didn't like that. Yes. So he basically, and I think he wrote about this in 2017, I saw also, basically calling for the death penalty for Louisville basketball program, which for those who don't know what that means, to my knowledge, it's only happened once before. Do you know who? Was it SMU? SMU football. Yeah. Back in the 80s, which for those who don't know, and there's actually a 30 for 30, which if you have not watched it, I highly suggest watching it. It's called The Funny Excess. I get it. <laughs> it's very good. All right. But it goes back to this story, which basically in the 80s, SMU football was a powerhouse. They were, you know, they're from Texas. They were in the conversation Texas A&M football. Think Vince Young days of Texas Longhorns football before they got bad. That was SMU football. And along with that, they, I remember the big recruit that they basically had a scandal with was Eric Dickerson. Bottom of vehicle as part of to get him to come to SMU, which led to a two-year death penalty, which basically meant you don't have a football program for these two years. Now, what happens when what happens when you don't have a football program for two years? Players leave. Coaches leave. When you come back from that, you're just starting from scratch. So you really don't have a program for like five or six years, probably. Best case. 
And it has long-lasting ramifications because massive. I'm pretty sure they didn't. That, like I said, that I think it was like 89, 87. I think it was 87 to 89 was the penalty period. Has SMU played a football game since? The first, I'm pretty sure they didn't get back to a bowl game until like late 2000s. Was the first time they ever got back to a bowl game, which basically means they had a winning record. Yeah, yeah, one of the top half teams in exactly. So that long, yes. And so here's my from thing. those from that height to those depths back to the middle has taken that many years. Yeah. So here's my thing: when you do something like that, a death penalty, who loses out the most? Who would you say? Well, the kids, you know. But they can coaches, also, they can ultimately go to a different. They can do whatever they want. Who, Probably who the think? fans. Yes, the fans miss out the most. Imagine if, obviously, we're both North Carolina fans. Imagine if they got the death penalty for a couple years. A, A, you don't have your favorite team playing hoops. That sucks. B, there's going to be those long-lasting ramifications. Right. ESPN can't circle jerk over UNC Duke and hype it up mm-hmm. as the biggest, the biggest, uh, you know, game of the year. There's all that, yeah, all that TV inventory now is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of instead of showing UNC versus Duke or UNC versus Louisville, UNC versus anybody, now it's. Uh, you know, your, your next best game. And then that next best game is now out of whatever TV slot it was going to be in in the next best game. And just the trickle-down mm-hmm. economic of that, um, it's impactful, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. In so, a negative way. Yeah. So death penalty is not something maybe we should be so casual about throwing around. Is that what you're saying? Correct. Yeah. Big loser. Who's yours? Yeah, my loser is college basketball haters. I thought you were to say fans again. <laughs> no, they don't. They win. They don't get to lose. <laughs> Like Viking fans, even when we win, we lose. Like this last year, we were stupid and won seven games instead of like four. Yeah, because like, you know, you're just supposed to try and lose, even though like your job depends on winning. winning. Yeah. yeah, so whatever. <laughs> we'll get off that. Silly. College basketball haters. Go College on. basketball haters, because uh, we had a couple of really solid, and I know we'll get into this more later in the show, but some of the, some of the significant transfer news in the last week and a half, or week and change here since we last recorded, has been a couple of Blue Bloods picking up high-quality Floor general types. Kentucky adding Georgia transfer point guard Severe Wheeling yeah. led the SEC in assists. Uh, and Kansas picking up uh, Arizona State point guard Remy Martin, mm-hmm. who is, I think, probably a little over over his head as like a top dog on a team and, and really was what, like kind of the face of maybe the most disappointing team last year in Arizona State. Good player nonetheless. Okay. Uh, other news, we've got Michigan State. Uh, with Rocket Watts leaving, that makes Michigan State better because now they'll have he wasn't good. They'll have a competent point guard. Great name though. That's we, we still have to write our article about our all names team. Rocket Watts is his name. His name is not Rocket. It's like Maurice or something weird like that. Okay, and Duke's point guard. And this isn't transfer news anymore. I'm kind of off this, but Duke returning point guard DJ Stewart. Right? Is it DJ Stewart who's coming back? Rocket's name is Mark. Mark Watts. <laughs> Rockets way better. You know, until you can shoot over 40% from the field, he should be relegated to being called Mark Watts. Until you can run a sub 4-3-40, that too. you cannot be called Rocket Watts. Agreed. Yes. Okay, the four programs I just named there, Kansas, Kentucky, Michigan State, and Duke returning their starting point guard. Those four teams all play in what? At the very beginning of the year, the, the banner kind of unveiling of college basketball What's every year is, Maui? is the Champions Classic. Okay. Generally, it's on the first night of college basketball. College basketball, you know, believe it or not, used to do a 24-hour tip-off marathon. 
when the culminating event was, was the that Champions when was the, was the last was this the first year we didn't do it no it hasn't been going on the 24 tip-off thing oh. has been i think three or four years now Damn it. which super sucks I know. that was amazing now they've just kind of leaned all the way into this let's just ride the blue blood thing with the champions classic and for the last handful of years the champions <laughs> classic has been just awful basketball because these teams, Michigan State, Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, are always breaking in freshmen or newcomer players, like young players at, at all, so many positions. And the basketball is is horrendous. The games are usually competitive outside of maybe like that Zion, uh, you know, the Kentucky team that just absolutely did demolish Kansas when they had like Carl Towns and those guys. And that Zion team that absolutely, great national park, by the way. Oh yeah, how was that? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. They should have named it. Like you got so many like, pictures, so it actually like happened. Luke May National Park or something. Yeah. But I digress. <laughs> um, these the basketball in those games though is absolutely hideous. College basketball haters can look at that and say, "See, college basketball sucks." And now we're gonna have actually a Kentucky team that we're gonna talk about old all of a sudden, mm-hmm. experienced Kansas team old potentially. Michigan State doesn't have Rocket Watts. That means it'll be better. And Duke actually will have some veterans. Correct. The vast, the quality of play should be better early. Now, it's early season basketball, so there's going to be lumps, right? But the quality should be better. Suck it, haters. Should we get into, into some uh, player movement here, Biggs? Let's get into some player movement. Let's talk about the – you already talked about this one. Severe Wheeler. Yeah, how good does this – I'm how, I'm fascinated by this. How good does this make Kentucky? Because they also got – correct me if I'm wrong – another point guard. Uh, Ty Ty Washington. Yeah, they got Ty Ty Washington. They've had, I, I tell you what, if we were to do kind of an offseason early, kind of in the last like month and a half of just who won May, how, how is Kentucky, how can Kentucky be on your list? I mean, CJ Frederick? CJ Frederick. That's since our last A terrific fit. Yeah, people are talking, when they added CJ Frederick, that was kind of met with like a, oh, all Kentucky does is get CJ Frederick. I think he's the absolute perfect fit for these guys. He, he only averaged seven and a half points a game in Iowa this last year. He averaged over 10 as a freshman at Iowa. He dealt with an injury kind of the second half of the season with Iowa. And we as North Carolina fans know what he's capable of. And he had six threes in their win over UNC in the Big Ten ACC game in December. Mm-hmm. The kid is awesome. And, he, and he's a terrific defender. What's Kentucky always had? Athletes. And what mm-hmm. have they never had? Kids who can, who can shoot. The most recent one I can think of is Malik Monk. And that year, they were very good. Yeah, they uh, and, and like that was it though. They only had they they rarely rarely have these guys who can just snipe, but they have these athletes who can get to the paint, they can get to the rim, and they kick it to guys, and it's just brick city, mm-hmm. right? It's like Dwight Howard shooting free throws from the three point line. Yeah. These guys can't make a three. They've added guys down who can really shoot it. C.J. Frederick, you had Kellen Grady from Davidson, remember? Yeah, terrific shooter. Which how are they going to do this? Like I've seen people say that they're sort of going to start. Tom Grady sort of as you know, the three. I mean, I get positionless basketball. Yeah, they'll, they'll play a three-guard lineup. But yeah. I, I would assume, I mean, you're going to have kind of a four-guard. They almost have too many guys now in, in a good yeah. way. I mean, if you don't want to start Ty Ty Washington, your five-star point guard who just kind of committed here a couple weeks ago, he's like a top 15-ish kid, yeah. right? You could have a situation where you start Severe Wheeler, who averaged 14 points and seven assists in the SEC as a sophomore. So he'll be a junior. Yeah. C.J. Frederick. Double-figure score at Iowa, a uh, 40-plus percent 3-and-D guy. Quintessential college 3-and-D kid. Junior. Yeah. Kellen Grady, 17-to-20-point-a-game uh, guy in the A-10 for basically four seasons. He'll be a fifth-year senior. Oscar Shibway, okay, a double-double guy at West Virginia. He'll be a junior. And Keon Brooks uh, could be probably your, your 
He's like a three and a half. I was well. I was just gonna say I don't Junior. bring Ty Ty Washington off the bench. He seems you can't have a name Ty Ty and not be like the spark plug guy. He's a spark plug off the bench guy. Do you think? Do you think by the time he's like four years in, like he'll be a one and done? I'm sure, just because mm-hmm. he's ranked really high. Do you think eventually he loses the second tie and he just becomes Ty Washington? He could. It's kind of like kind of like the the guy who's named like Billy, and eventually he's like William. I'm Bill now, and then he, yeah, and then he graduates even to William. It's like yes. that's your doctorate. <laughs> Intriguing thought. Yeah, just looking at their team, and like I always do the thing where it's like, okay, who do they lose? Who do they bring in? They lose Brandon Boston. Terrible. Olivier Sar. He was like underwhelming. Devin Askew. He not could really he could good. be good this year. He wasn't good he last. Was not good. No. Um, they bring in proven players: Kellen Grady, C.J. Frederick. Proven college basketball players. Really good. Yeah. Oscar Sheboy. A very good player who's freshman. He doesn't have to average 15 points per game. He is 12 and 8. Yeah. Just hold down the paint for them. I mean, think about all the easy buckets he's going to get that he doesn't probably get because West Virginia's offense doesn't generate that kind of stuff from him. Kentucky's guards, all these guards. Severe Wheeler averaged 7 assists a game. Oscar Sheehan's going to feast. They're going to be good. They're going to be really good. They're going to be really old. And I'm fascinated by it because, I mean, like I said, if you don't want to, you don't have to start any freshman on that team. You go a, a, a junior, junior. Fifth year senior, junior, junior. That's unheard of at Kentucky, especially with Calipari. Mm-hmm. It's always, well, they're freshmen. You know, they're 19 years old. I think Cal's sick of coaching all these entitled 19 year olds. He's got some vets. Yeah. I, I'm very intrigued by it. Yeah. The last thing, really, the last question is can they mesh? That's what we're talking about. Right. And that's always the question. And, and he's, he's proven he can do that. He does that with five star freshmen every year. So, I mean, you got to think. In theory, I guess on paper, if you're looking at the, the playing style of these guys, I would think so. No, no, you've got five star freshmen that are probably thinking they're going to come in and, and be the man, and maybe they're not. So that that's going to be interesting because you almost don't want to have too many good guys because yep. you can't keep them all happy. That'll that'll be something, or he's going to have to kind of massage egos. Yep. But uh, the other big freshman you, we we mentioned, or the other big transfer we mentioned, was Randy Martin, who's going yes. to Kansas. If he plays at Kansas, now I, I think he's thinking about going to the NBA. He's not an NBA player. Doesn't matter. Totally, I say it doesn't matter. It doesn't. But you know, I, it's such a weird. Why would you announce that you're going to transfer to Kansas if you weren't going to play there? Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. You know. Very weird. So I mean, you 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 sub out Marcus Garrett. You sub in Remy Martin, and if you've got the same team back, well, they added they added a couple other guys too, didn't they? Didn't they get? Who did they get on the transfer? They got they added a couple I guards. Can't, I gotta see the name here. Uh, Yesufu. Yeah, Joseph Yesufu, and they added. Uh, oh, it was a Jalen Coleman Lance, the yes. transfer from Iowa State, who's like kind of a shooting guard. Isn't he the guy who's like really old? Yeah, he's like twenty. He's in his seventh year of college hoops. Okay, you know, talking about getting old and staying old. Van Wilder of college hoops. So you're gonna have Remy Martin, a fifth year senior. You're gonna have Jalen Coleman Lance, a seventh year senior. Seventh year sophomore. <laughs> so yes. more eligibility. He's, he's like a super super senior. A super duper senior. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oofda. And then yeah, you've got Yasufu, who was like the sixth man of the year at Drake, who, who's kind of a bucket getter. Mm-hmm. I I love it that they added. If Martin plays on that team, I'm I'm yeah. really intrigued, and and I love the Bill Self. I still think is a far and away better coach than. Um, uh, Coach K successor guy for Arizona State who slapped the floor point guard. What's his name? Uh, Bobby. Uh, Bob, Bobby Hurley. Yes. I, I don't even think I he's that said, good of a coach. I, I almost said Bobby Fraser. Wrong team. Yeah. yeah. He so I, I, the floor too, I was gonna say he has he has self respect. Yeah. So <laughs> he 
letting UNC. That's true. He likes to win. Exactly. <laughs> He's a good person. Yes. Um, I think that there's no coaching. I mean, you want to make a comparison for the coaches. I mean, Bill Self's a far and away better coach than the Iowa State coach uh, or the Arizona State coach. You I know, you. if there's anything to get out of these guys, I think Bill Self's going to get it. Yeah. I think Kansas is going to be really good. Yeah, and we didn't even mention they got David McCormick. Coming back. Returning. Yeah. Looking, or it looks like it. It's not he official. Should. Yeah. Christian, Wilson. Christian Brown, which I hate that. It's it's Brown. It's Brown. Your, your name isn't Brown. It's Brown. Can't read. Mitch Lightfoot. I mean, I'm not going to say Mitch Lightfoot. Jag. I, I didn't say that. Um, yeah. Look for them to be a good team. Um, and then we talked about players leaving. Coffee Cockburn. Sad day. Yeah. <laughs> We always need more Cockburn in our life. <laughs> right? Yes. Kofi Coburn officially announcing he is not coming back to Illinois. The big man. And Illinois has sort of been hit hard because what's the rough off season? What's the Frazier? Adam Frazier? Adam Miller. Adam Miller also yeah. leaving, sort of a freshman who's expected. He didn't do much last year, but he's expected to be like the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, really, outside of they have Andre Cabello returning, but. Well, not only not only did they lose a lot in players, I don't think they've really replenished them with with a lot of transfers. Maybe right. they like have. We, like we we've talked about Kentucky, Kansas, who you know they've lost yeah. guys also, but they've replenished with better guys, way better. Illinois, Illinois is not leveled up that way. No, not to mention you're losing to Sumu and Coburn. Yeah, but but Two also, but also they've lost like all of their assistant coaches. Really, like Brad Underwood had a, had a very good assistant coaching staff. And a number of those guys are gone. Um, Gonzaga, I know here, just poached one of his one of his top recruiting assistants to replace um, Tommy Lloyd went to Arizona. Mm-hmm. And I believe the other who is their other top assistant? I think Kentucky stole one of their top assistants as well. So I mean, they've had life comes at you fast, man. That's weird. When you think about Illinois, like Underwood, who looked like a coach kind of on the rise, they had, they were a one seed three months ago. And then like a a title contender, you get knocked out by sister Jean. And all of a sudden the wheels come off. It felt, didn't the same thing almost happen after 2005. I don't think they like immediately just sucked. They had a couple years where they were like still a little relevant, but then they just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, they hired John Gross, I remember, in like 20, probably like 2012 or 13, and they were just they were rock bottom. Were they gross? Really gross. Yes. Yeah, like disgusting. Yes. John Disgusting. <laughs> so, I don't know. Like, I think Underwood's a good coach, but it's it's always interesting when you see this much turnover, and especially just from like a team that you kind of think was trending up. It's like, what's what's going on? Mm-hmm. You know, there, when there's smoke, there's fire kind of stuff. Like, yeah. is he, what's, what's happening? Is he a dick? Does he? Yeah, that's what you kind of you wonder. It's like I don't know. Yeah, Georgie Georgie Bajanas Vili or whatever. I think he left too. That was great. I'm just assuming that that's right. Okay. Okay, because I'm looking on my computer screen at a last name with 17 letters in it. And you counted that really fast. It's impressive. <laughs> I don't know if it's 17 or not. I assume you're right. Okay. I believe you. That's what we do here. We just assume. Uh, the other team that I wanted to hit on, and if you have more transfer stuff, be my guest. The only one that kind of stood out to me uh, in recent weeks is, is Oregon. Mm-hmm. Usually a team that one of the one of my favorite coaches in the country, Dana Altman, and Oregon's been kind of one of the powers in, in college hoops, at least in the Pac-12 for, I don't know, the last five or five or ten years. It feels like they're always really good. 
And I think he's one of the original coaches who's really kind of crushed this transfer market. He's always been really active yeah. in transfers. And, and it took him a while with, with all this transfer kind of pandemonium going around. You're looking like it's kind of a big giant well, game of musical chairs. And I was like, is Oregon going to miss out? It started off looking that way. You yeah. look at their team, two guys, Eugene Omarui. Yeah. And Chris Duarte, both averaging 17 points per game, leaving. Gone. They have uh, LJ Figueroa. Yep. Well, these guys were all seniors. And I remember just weeks ago, the talk was they have a really good first four. Yeah. Really good first four. But after that, they don't have much. Mm -hmm. And that's changed recently um, with, you know, I'll, I'll, this is your point. I'll let you tell Oh, this. okay. Uh, well, I mean, they've, they've added in the last couple of weeks, they've kind of rebounded here. Uh, by getting Davion Harmon, transfer guard from uh, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Was he like a twelve? I guess like a dozen points a game for Oklahoma. He was kind he of was, their number two guy. He missed the NCAA. Yeah, tournament. I was gonna say he's a guy who uh, I'm assuming it's COVID related. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's the guy who missed, and then they won their first round game and lost. They won their first one and then lost against Yes. yes. But also, I mean, your name is Davion. I feel like that's just like you're a Hooper. Davion Mitchell. True. Spelled differently. It spells yes. different, but it's got the same sound to it. Davion. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you're just you're made for good hoops. Your name yeah. is Davion. So yeah, they have him. They have uh, Will Richardson, a returning Oregon player, great player. Yep. Um, they have a good uh, freshman, Nate Biddle. Nathan Biddle, yeah, big man who's like a top what twenty-ish recruit, right? And, Five yeah, star big and, guy. And big man is always something that they seem to be missing, like a true big man. They have like. It's they true. had like tall, tall, skinny. They had Bull Bull, but he got injured right away. Who's the other one? Chris Boucher, that guy. Yes. Back in the day, they so, had uh, who's uh, Jordan Bell. Jordan yeah. Bell was on their final he, four team. He's probably their most recent like true big man. That's really he was a force. Yes, I loved him. Great rebounder, sort of undersized for the center position a little, but great rebounder. He was a beast. Yep. But uh, yeah, I mean they they got yeah they got Biddle coming back, and and people kind of forget that. They they had in Folly Dante the first half of the year he got hurt mm -hmm. so you got to think he's back but also that Frank Ekpang I don't remember his name but like he did some really nice things for them late in the year he, he's kind of a raw just Oregon doesn't ask much from their bigs usually it's like can you just set picks block shots be the biggest dude on the floor just stay out of the way of Faster, sit in the short corner and collect dunks. When faster teammates are coming down the lane, get out of the way. Yep, get out of the, just sit in the short corner and get drop offs for dunks. Yep. But but they added they added Davion Harmon, and then they also added Syracuse transfer Quincy Guerrier. Yep. Who averaged what like fourteen I believe or fifteen? I believe it's Gary A. Gary A. I believe it is actually. Gary A. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm not even pulling your chain here. I do believe that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> I believe you. Okay, Quincy yeah. Guerrier again. That's no, his name should be Guerrier. It should be Guerrier. It should be like Matt, just like, like Pat, 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 Pat Forty should be Ford. Ford. Yeah, mm -hmm. the E doesn't need to be pronounced. Exactly. It should be I E if it's four D. Exactly. Like Brody. Yes. Right? Or is that with a Y? Brody could be with either. Okay. Yes. English is such but a weird. Brody's never with just an E after the D. Why do kids even need to take English? What a weird subject. I mean, it's how you're get, going to be getting your paycheck. It's true. Time. It's going to be my life. So <laughs> thank goodness I have to try to teach them this ridiculous, yes. navigate this ridiculous field. But I think Oregon, I mean, I think there was probably a little bit, I mean, early in the, early in the off season, you're thinking, 
you know, the old meme where the kid is like kind of poking, poking like the dead thing. He's do, like, do, do, something. do something. Yeah. You're like, Oregon, do something. Add someone. They listened. And yeah, they, they did. And they, you know, slow and steady. I don't know if they've won the race, but like they've definitely kind of gotten back into the race. Right. I mean, they've added a couple of really good pieces along and you've got Will Richardson and Eric Williams, both double figure guys coming back for them. All of a sudden you got Oregon's got the bones of a solid squad again. So they're right back in this thing. Do you think if you were to be like, you know, this team is going to win the Pac-12 next year, who is it? Well, UCLA has got to be the, you think they're still the, the favorite? favorite, you know, this is way far out, right? We're like six months away from college. Don't, don't you love it? John Rostin's got like already a countdown. Well, yeah, he's he, got like a 160 he, he, day countdown he or something. the other night, I think it was like, was it 20 or 24 weeks? Weeks. How great is that? Yes. Only 21 weeks. We yeah, gotta just the, find the, our the way. important things in life. It's true. Let's get through all like you know golfing sessions, and stupid summer patio stuff. season, and like, well patio season. Okay, okay, yeah, we'll do that. But lake stuff, yeah. Oh, just give me basketball humidity. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually could see UCLA being one of those. There's always a team that's ranked super high that disappoints. There's always several teams. And I'm wondering, are we overreacting to UCLA's super tournament run? Yeah, everyone kind of always goes with the Capo, like, oh, if they would have lost to Michigan State, would we have them ranked this high? Well, results matter. They didn't lose to Michigan State, and they ended up winning four more really good games. But, but you do wonder. It's like, well, why were they just average during the season? I think they've gotten better, though. Yeah, I, I do, too. I, you just look at... I do, too. I'm making an argument, I guess, you know, that, that I'm not sure I quite am buying all the way into. No, I'm just going to ruin your argument. They're going to be good. Jaime Hawkins. Well, I hate you, so okay. I'm just kidding. I love Jaime Hawkins. I believe Johnny Juzang's coming back. Tyler Campbell's a great, you know, steady, yeah. steadying force. And, and and Mick Cronin's a hell of a coach. So I mean, and they've got. Have they know, lost anyone to transfer? I don't think so. Chris Smith's coming back as well. Yeah. They had a five-star wing in Peyton Watson. They added your guy uh, from Rutgers, the big man, uh, Miles Johnson. Miles Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're gonna have a squad there. I think UCLA will be probably the favorite. But I guess I wouldn't be surprised if you look up halfway through the year and Oregon's right there with them. Yeah, I think, you know. I think they're the second best, but yeah, I agree with you that UCLA will be the favorites. Yeah. I'm trying to think who else there even is in the Pac-12. Uh, Gonzaga. San Diego San State. State yeah. <laughs> Nevada. Yep. Oh, USC, they're going to fall off big time. The yeah, the Bullies are gone. Yeah. Washington State's a team I've heard of trending upwards. Yeah, no, that's 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 a bridge too far. Okay, maybe okay. I mean, they'll probably be okay. You know, Stanford. I think another one like Colorado. No, uh, Arizona. I, have, I literally I don't just don't know what to make of them with their the new new head coach, new coach, new bunch of new players. I, I I think they're probably like a wait and see for a couple of years, kind of rebuild that thing. Washington was a train wreck. Mm-hmm. I, I think those that's two are probably your top two, far and away. And as your Pac twelve. No, we can't say that. Yeah, Pac, think, you know, Pac-12, what's, check in. what's going on? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do we have to get to, Biggs? What do we got? Anything else? What, what, what else do you like? We can talk. I mean, we sort of touched on Drew Timmy, but I think we got everything we need to on that. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the – I can't remember the names, but there's sort of some uh, worry in the NCAA world that college basketball is just over because high school recruits are finding – different places to go there's a set of twins twin brothers who sign i believe they're going to be juniors this coming year 
Or are so they, they seniors? So, so they might have like kind of just got. No, I think they're going to. Be I think they're juniors. going to be juniors who signed. So they're sophomores currently. Yes, and they signed for some overseas. I can't remember the name. Is it over, the Overtime Elite League? Is it that one? Yeah. I okay. Think so. But literally signed. I think it's two year, a million dollars a year. Was it a million dollars? I thought it was a million dollars over two years. I thought it's a million dollars a year. Okay. We'll go with that. Either way, that's, I mean, it's a lot of money. Go ahead and fact check us, listeners, and then just respond to us if we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. On Twitter. At, at, at Madness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, college basketball is under attack. People are always waging war with college hoops. We have the G League openly recruiting uh, against already committed players. That's been going on. We've got the NBA trying to undermine everything about college hoops uh, for years. We've got professional leagues in Europe popping up, trying to get rid of it. We've got individual trainers trying to steer kids away from playing college hoops. And now we've got all these different leagues. We've got the Overtime Elite League, which the only thing I've ever seen out of Overtime Elite is like random stuff on Twitter where they like tweet out highlights and stuff, which is a lot of the highlights that I, that I see are like just terrible. Like they're, they're terrible. Allow me to yell at the clouds for a moment like it'll be like a kid there actually is a lot of them there are you see you see that one over there giving you wrong look (laughs) don't even get me started on that cloud (laughs) throw me some shade (laughs) i get it i do get that i shouldn't have said get it i shouldn't let you just get it i wouldn't have though see i didn't even know you were saying a joke shade from the cloud oh and like throwing shade i got it i got it that means he's giving you two (laughs) is that attitude yeah okay I'm so cool. I'm so ready to be a teacher. You are. I'm going to keep up with these kids. You're also just ready to be a dad. Well, hold on. <laughs> Our listener, we don't, she don't need to hear that. <laughs> anyway, uh, Overtime Elite, what was I saying about them? It's really Twitter active. All I've ever seen is like there. there's a lot of, they show out like highlights, right? It's a lot of the- Has the, it already started? I thought it was an up. Like a, it's an upstart thing, but, I, but it's, I think the Overtime Elite is like, a, or the Overtime- it, Pretty sure it's like there's like a Twitter handle for it that it's really active in the grassroots community. So you've got the AAU teams that are playing, and overtime is is at some of these tournaments, and it'll just tweet out little snippets of highlights. You know, a kid throws a dunk down on someone or crosses somebody up before he inevitably breaks a forty foot three. But the cross up looks cool. You notice those guys never make, or I shouldn't say never, but the guys with those great mixtapes never amount to much. John Wall did. You're saying, the, you, are you disappointed in your guy Seven Woods? Didn't, didn't live up to expectations, huh? One dunk when he is 15 years old and he gets a scholarship to... A little silly. Yeah. He's got multiple scholarships. True. Silly. Yeah. So I don't know. The Overtime Elite League, I don't know. Like, it, it's it's funded by who is it now? It's got some big knockers, right? Kevin Durant? Is that... I, I remember... Who, there's a, another podcast. I think it was the Iron College Basketball and they were talking about who was backing it. I know Kevin Durant. Like or... He's got his Drake, hands in Drake or, There's oh, like a Drake. Rack. Is it Drake? Yeah, okay. Drake. Yeah, so Drake. That's the guy in the wheelchair from Degrassi. <laughs> you ever see that show? That's also the uh, the college basketball team from the Missouri Valley. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So many connections. I know. Get my composure back here. Big says his composure back after right, that amazing joke. Okay. <laughs> five, five minutes later. All right, I'm good. So we've got Drake. <laughs> got KD. I know there's one other like big name guy. If you, if you scroll down on there, I know there's there's one other super rich guy 
uh, who's like who's like leading the whole thing. And I can't remember his name, but Jeff I know Bezos. He, Jeff Bezos. Is that actually true? Yeah. Oh shit. Who is he? What's he do again? I feel like that's a dumb question. I should know, but tell me who Jeff Bezos. No, he's the Amazon guy. Okay. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Amazon, which is kind of taking over the world. Isn't there another league that's kind of starting up? As there's like an, I feel like overtime elite isn't the only one. There's like another. They're popping up everywhere. Lavar Ball was trying to have his own. Baller league. Yeah. Well, no, it was. Uh, JBA, Junior Basketball Association. Yeah. And it started off, honestly, I think how'd it work? So LeAngelo. Can we get a can we get a basketball association with every letter, like an ABA, a BBA, a CBA, a DBA? Can we get So what are the names? Amateur Basketball Association. Yeah. Boys Basketball Association. Okay. College Basketball Association. Douchebags. Douchebags Basketball Association. Um Emotional e- Enigma Basketball Association. Enigmatic Basketball okay. Association. Yeah. Let me get English on here. Um Frustration Basketball Association. What's after F? Guys Basketball okay, Association. Yeah. Um Hoopers Basketball okay. Association. I was gonna be tough. International boom. That's not or intelligent. No, that's that can't yeah. um, yeah, that's um, not like that. <laughs> junior basketball. We already junior, have that. Yeah. Are we actually going through the whole alphabet here? What comes after J K? Shashevsky Basketball Association. Oh, that'll happen. Yeah, that'll happen soon. Oh, gross. Oh. And it's just going to be life advice from Coach K. That's all it's going to be. Like, just be, like, yeah. You were up 10 early on in the second half. You shouldn't have been taking that shot. Just let the shot clock run out. Giving everybody advice that they didn't ask for. Exactly. And then when you're losing, remember, you've always got the back injury to play. Yes. So. Losers Basketball Association, Losers so basketball. same as K. Yeah, um, <laughs> those will those will be synonymous. Men's Basketball Association, yeah. the No Name Basketball Association. Yeah, same as the NBA. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> How about Q? Quick. The Quick Basketball Association. Yeah. Yeah. I think what's O? The O Basketball Association. Sure. Like, it's focusing on highlights. Right. Okay. Like, oh! Basketball gotcha. Association. QP. Petty Basketball Association. So the that, that all, that's all. The, that's NBA, yeah. yeah. Um, we already did QR. The Refinanced Basketball Association. So after Re- all these Re- basketball no, associations. Re- refurbished. Refurbished, refurbished basketball, basketball Association. Association. So the G League. Yep. <laughs> S, the Standard. We standard, standard Basketball, standard basketball, basketball Association. Yeah. T is tournament. Everyone's obsessed with tournaments. Tournament basketball. Tournament basketball. All you do is play tournaments. Yes. The P oh, could be practice basketball. So J. We'll change that to jamboree. That was jamboree about, basketball. Yep. So I like that. Yep. So back to T, and then what's after that? U. United Basketball Association. Yeah, I like that. Um, v, v. Vague Basketball Association. Very good. Very good basketball association. Hyphenated. Get the heck in it. Um, X Extreme. That, that's extreme, the, yes. Yeah, exactly. Extreme basketball. That's only for the most extreme basketball players. Why youth basketball youth. association? You gotta, you gotta train those youth. Gotta get them in there. Z. Zoom. Respond to us on Twitter and Zoom. tell us what you think. Zoom basketball association. Kind of like fast. a COVID thing. Oh, a COVID thing. Hey, it's basketball during COVID because we're all doing Zoom meetings. Zoom. Yes, yes, we're playing on Zoom. There we go. We got it. Don't respond on Twitter or do. We don't care. Yeah. Um, no one's gonna respond. At Midcourt Madness. Okay. What else do we got? What else do we got? You got a, you got a, you got a little, you got a little. Play I have chart a little there. list. Uh, do we want to get into Dino Gaudio? I know. I said I was gonna let you lead this one, just like everything else. 
No, I think you should leave this one. I, I'm, I mean, I'm fascinated to hear what you say. All I know is, was his contract was not renewed. It's crazy. I heard he's great friends with Chris Mack. He, I don't know where he coached, but 30 years ago, he recruited Chris Mack. Wake Forest. Wake Forest, okay. He recruited Chris Mack. So they're longtime friends. Like was Xavier, maybe? Did he coach us? I don't know. No. Keep talking. Just so he coached. So Dino Gaudio served under. Um, who's the old Wake Forest? Wake coach? Forest. Yeah, he coached. Coach he coached under. Who was the? Who was the? Skip Prosser. Okay. Was the old Wake Forest coach, who I believe coached at Xavier too. So there's there's ties all over the place there. But he coached under him at Wake Forest. He took over at Wake Forest for Skip Prosser after Skip Prosser retired. I'll go with that. Okay. He also died. Ooh. Yeah. Speaking of coaches retiring, okay. this is off topic. We'll, yeah. we'll get back on it. All right. Is Lon Kruger, how do I say this? Is he just the most, like, not known coach out there? He coached for 40 years. And, and like, when he retired, I had no idea he coached for 40 years. You know what I mean? He's been at, I mean, and like, can you guess some fair, of the programs fair, Fairly he's successful, at? too, I thought. Yeah, he's coached. Well, he's one of the only coaches who's ever taken, like, Five programs, the NCAA tournament. Okay, so he's had success, but somehow he just isn't that well known for a coach. Like you think a coach of forty years, you think Jim Beheim, Coach K, Coach K. Those are the two I think of right away. Even Roy only was a head coach for like 31, 32 years. Yeah, like it's tough to be a head coach in college basketball for forty years. Yeah, and 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 especially when you're bouncing around. I think that's what it is. Is he's but he was so nomadic. Right? Mm. He was at so many. He was at Florida. Isn't that weird? Think about think about Lon Kruger. He was the Florida coach before Billy Donovan. Really? Yeah. He coached UNLV when UNLV was like good. Was that uh, Larry Johnson? Larry Johnson days? Uh, I don't think I don't think he's that goes back that far. He's more okay. recent. Oh, 2004. Nick's assistant coach. Did he Hawks coach? head coach. He coached Illinois. He coached Illinois. That would have been yeah late Pre- late nineties. So he's been all over the place, but I- okay, coach a really long time. Yeah. It's impressive. No, I know. I mean, he's. I mean, when when co- when people like in the media like to throw around like the this coach doesn't get talked about, and then proceeds to not talk about said coach. Mm-hmm. I feel like Lon Kruger is like the poster child for that. Everyone's always just like, great coach that Lon Kruger. No one gives him enough talk. Anyway, back to Duke. Great name, Lon. Lon. Great name. Kruger. Mm-hmm. It's a good name. Just kind of rolls off the tongue. Maybe that's part of it. It's too simple of a name. Could be. Maybe you got a more edgy name like. Shashevsky. Maybe people think like when you say Lon Kruger, you're actually saying just what one really long last name. Lon Kruger. What's his first name? Mr. Joe. <laughs> Joe Lon Kruger. Exactly. Maybe. Lon Kruger. <laughs> Sounds like a villain's name. Alright, let's get back get back to Dino. He was the Wake Forest coach. Yes. And he recruited Chris Mack and he Yeah, and then Chris Mack was was kind of under this, we get into this coaching tree kind of thing, right? So so this coach then had this coach as an assistant, so he's now part of the Skip Prosser coaching tree, mm-hmm. right? And Chris Mack, who then was an assistant for Dino Gaudio, goes off and becomes a head coach somewhere else. But he's kind of still in that Dino Gaudio tree, which means he's actually under the Skip Prosser tree. Well, then Dino Gaudio's career at Wake Forest kind of fizzles out. He's working with ESPN as an analyst. Uh, he is, Chris Mack then is hired to go to Louisville. He's got to assemble a new staff because a lot of his Xavier guys stuck. Well, and, and it's at right Xavier. at, was there a head coach between Patino and Chris Mack? Or did, one year. They had okay. a one year thing with David Padgett. That's who it was. Okay. 
And so, yeah, then, so Chris Mack obviously hires Dino Gaudio as an assistant. To kind of be his vet on the staff. Yes. And after this season, contract not renewed. Yeah. Basically, I think it was phone calls and that Chris Mack recorded them because he's basically threatening to expose Chris Mack. Yeah, for, for, for NCAA violations. Yeah. And Louisville's got a lot of these. So people mm-hmm. hear this and they're like, oh boy, what was Louisville doing? Were they, mm-hmm. Was Chris Mack continuing with the Patino playbook of all the strippers? Mm-hmm. Well, apparently that wasn't the case. To, to my knowledge, it's, you know, instead of practicing for two hours, they practice for two and a half hours. Oh, gosh. Stuff like How that. How will the kids survive? You know, the interns or the, the grad assistants were, were on the court too long with the players practicing for too long. Stuff like this, or maybe yeah, maybe you're allowed to send X amount of text messages to recruits. Maybe you sent a couple more. Got a little got a little Twitter happy mm-hmm. on the text chains. Um, stuff that you're not going to get banned NCAA tournament appearances for. Stuff that you're not going to have to forfeit games for. It's 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 the it's the the uh, the proverbial slap on the wrist, mm-hmm. right? That's the kind of stuff. And that's and the funny thing is, is Gaudio was threatening not to go to the NCAA with a lot of this stuff. He's wanted his job back. I think. He wanted his job back. He was going to go to the media. Which is going to create more traction and get you know Pat Ford of the world to to write kill Louisville. Pat Ford to like try and break it down, you know, get it Ford joke break down. Uh, yeah, I see what you did there. That's pretty good. That was. So yeah, and I, I think I don't. It's it's so odd, you know. It's just it's Louisville. Um, I don't know. I know should Chris do, do there are people who wonder should Chris Mack have even said anything or given it time to kind of bake because do we think Dean Gaudio was actually going to do this or did, was it just kind of like a, I'm pissed. I want my job. I'm going to make a threat to you. And then maybe cooler head. It's will tough to follow, follow through with that stuff. It so, is. I mean, you have a point though. Like maybe he doesn't even do it. Yeah. Or you got to think if you're Gaudio, if you do that, are you ever getting a job? I mean, he's probably not. I mean, <laughs> no, he could have gone back and probably gotten a cush job at the ACC network. Right. right. And, been a, and been an analyst. Yep. They love, they love the old has been coaches and he was pretty good in media. Not anymore, probably. I think that bridge has been burned. Don't think, yeah, don't think he's going to be working in college basketball much at all, unless maybe he starts. Wait, see if he wants to be a, the third member of our the, podcast. The Gaudio Basketball League? Oh. <laughs> the Dino Basketball League. Should we see if we can have him on the pod to discuss? Maybe. We should. He'd probably take over our show and establish in the back, though. Probably like, talk about all our violations. Probably. Yeah, we haven't fed your dog this whole time. Yeah, so you dog, know. you're sleeping. Yeah. You'd probably report to PETA. Maybe. Yeah. True. <laughs> Anything else you got, Biggs? Nothing on Gaudio. I don't really care. No, I, I really don't think it's that big a deal. And yeah. I, I feel like it's yeah, it's gonna spill over. Go. It's gonna it's gonna blow over. Okay. Well, let's get out of here. Okay. Bye. Later.